Hello. Thanks for tuning in to the Keys to Gems podcast. This is your host, Lonoso. Keys to Gems fearlessly goes after a better understanding of every topic discussed. I hope you enjoy listening and take something away from each episode. And if nothing else, always know there is nothing we should fear discussing and understanding better. With that said, let's get to it. So, I need to share context before I get into what is going to be the topic. I was raised in a church, as I may have mentioned before. Actually, I know I've mentioned it at least once. And that's, I was Pentecostal, so, you know, Holy Ghost filled, baptized, all that good stuff. Go to church, go to Bible study during the regular, like, business week and then church on the weekend. Stay in church all day on Sunday. And I believe, I was a, I wouldn't say I was devout, but I was definitely a believer. Now, because I was a believer, it meant certain things. I saw I saw the world through a certain lens as I was raised to see it, really. Like, things happen for a reason not because of a reason, but for a reason. And that's a very important distinction. If you don't already understand why, hopefully you will towards the end of this segment. So, in going to church and reading the Bible and believing in my faith at the time, I took it as pretty much real. It was real to me. It was as authentic as me using my hand to be placed or placing my hand on my knee and me knowing that I put my hand on my knee. Like it was that real to me. But then something happened. It wasn't a hating of a deity. It wasn't I got upset with a deity over like any life event. I just started thinking. And I started critically examining my belief, which meant that I was also putting myself in position to receive great scrutiny. And some people understood, some people didn't bother, didn't bother me just because I'm generally a pretty likable guy. But moreover, they didn't bother me because they felt that they can just pray for me and then that would be it. And that's cool. But see, when you move away from the church, and I, that it, that that thing is different for everyone. It, it's not ever the same experience. Like some people are sons. Some people can't even associate with their family anymore if they move away from the church. Some people choose to live pretty much in exile being excommunicated from your family, from all those that you love. I did not experience that. Mostly because people, it's not really that they didn't know, but they never inquired directly. And I'm the type of person I have been for a while. I'll tell you what you ask me. So if you ask me a direct question, I'll give you the answer. But I'm not just going to berate you with it. Now, to be fair, sometimes I was definitely more 
assertive <laughs> with my atheist type mindset. Like people would mention, oh, God did this and thank God for this. And then I would just go in. But that, I mean, that, that I, I was that at a time. I'm not that anymore. So why am I sharing all of this? There are some people that are in a position in life that they chose to believe the craziness that 45 preached to them. They're crazy enough to go down a rabbit hole on the internet and just believe because a lot of people are saying it. When I grew up in the church that I was mentioning, it was a rather large church. Like it sat somewhere around 2000 people. I sang in a choir, did solos and all that good stuff. Went on retreats out the whole nine. So I get what type of belief can be developed from having so much of that around or surrounding yourself with so much of a belief or a belief system. With that said, I also understand that it's a lot easier to fool somebody than it is to tell them and prove to them that they have been fooled. So some people, the MAGA 45 supporters and QAnon types, they really believe that tomorrow 45 is going to come back into power because tomorrow at the time of this recording, it is, well, it's after midnight now. It's the 4th of March. That for a time was the inauguration day for the presidency. So they believe that today is the real day that 45 will come back, a whole bunch of Democrats and Hollywood elites will get rounded up and arrested. I get how they can believe it. Because at one time I believed that there was a God. Now this is not a anti-go to church. This is not you're crazy or you are the same as a person that believes in 45 or believe in his preachings, I guess you could say. This is not uh, not equivocating you at all if you fall into the camp of someone that believes in God. But I will say, if you critically examine what you believe, it becomes harder and harder to sustain it. It's funny. A couple of people that I talk to are pretty close to. They'll literally say, I'm not going down there with you. We don't have to discuss it. I'm just going to believe. And I know how to how it is when you critique it meaning that they know how it falls apart once you start analyzing what the actual belief system is. But, I get it. Now with that said, there's also some things that are so similar it's almost hard to ignore, like the God and Gaps thing, that the Gaps represent... Uh, well, at one time they represented when they, that belief system first was explained, there was a teleological expression for, or that was teleological uh, philosophy that basically meant that there was a final cause in nature. There actually existed a, this is why it happened. This is why X, Y, and Z happened. And that's what it comes down, or what I mentioned earlier, as far as, 
things happen for a reason or because of a reason. Well, the God in the gaps, specifically the gaps, that was, or that is, I should say, because it's still used in some cases, people use a deity to explain things that are unknown. Unknown by science, unknown by basic belief systems. They wake up, they find out, this is what I'm doing today. They go about their day, but anything that's unexplained, oh, it must be God's plan. Not Drake's son, but actually a deity's plan. But final causes don't really exist in nature. So it doesn't happen because of or for a reason. In nature, there are very few things that exist that we believe in. Security for one thing, privacy for one thing or for another thing. And then that cause. Let's just say that we cannot have a it happens for a reason. And then expect things to be okay. We can't have things be expected to happen for a reason. And then things are like the insurrection on January 6th. They happen because of a reason, not for a reason. That, as I stated in the podcast that week, that was a logical conclusion of telling a lie, of building up a, or stirring up, I should say, a group of people that already had problems trusting. And honestly, logically, that was the that was the logical outcome for them, because if you believe that your government is in control of baby eating lizard people, that's a thing. I'm not making that up off the top of my head. That is their thing. Some QAnon folks. Then you also have to believe that you have to fight for it to correct it. If you believe that for 6,000 years, there have been an order, a cabal of some type that makes things happen the way they do for the benefit of only the cabal, then yes, you will absolutely believe that that is the type of actions you should take. It's wild. It's unfortunate, but it's wild. So with all that in mind, I understand. But it's not excusable. But I do understand why it happened. So tomorrow, or today I guess, we're going to see, by the time this is published, we will know if they tried to attack the Capitol again. Apparently security is still in place because of it, like the National Guard there, the fencing, and security measures have been added to counteract any protesters or any assaults on the Capitol building. The House of Representatives actually went to session. They kind of flipped the script a bit. They changed their schedule for the week so that the representatives and their staff didn't have to be in the building tomorrow, or I should say today at the time of recording this, if unless absolutely necessary. It's interesting what belief can make you do. And that's on any on any level. But from being in a church or being raised in a church, as we say, where I'm from, singing in the choir, praising Jesus, I totally get it. But I don't excuse it. 
With that said, let me go ahead and jump into the next topic. So for the second topic, I wanted to speak on something that is fun to me. And that is knowing. What it is to know something. Now, defining know, K-N-O-W, is to be aware of through observation, inquiry, or information. That's the first definition. And it was it's odd that some people don't realize that. Some people think that it's an and instead of an or. Observation, inquiry, or information. So a lot of times people turn on the news or read a newspaper and they get information and they form opinions or thoughts based on information. Unfortunately, sometimes people also decide that I'm going to know something just because somebody said it. They're not, they, they're not even going to try to learn something deeper about it just because person A says, this is what this is, period. I'm going to stop my inquiry right there. I'm not going to examine it anymore. As you can imagine, this probably ties into the first topic a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to make that happen anyway. <laughs> Most information we come across is secondhand or thirdhand or fourthhand. Unless you experience it personally, it's very hard to know independent or know something independently. For example, we all think that slavery is wrong. We all believe that chattel slavery specifically was a horrible thing. Yet we all have smartphones. And some might say, well, how the heck is that? How the heck can that possibly be related to slavery? Well, person that is wondering how the heck could it be related to slavery? A company called Foxconn, they make parts for iPhones and a lot of things that we use. It's a Taiwanese company out of Taiwan. I mentioned this before and people may not have understood that this is definitely still a real thing. Like you hear or may have heard about the sweatshops that Nike used in China and the, how the NBA lost about a billion or billions of dollars not dealing with China anymore because of a tweet that one of the owners of the Houston Rockets made. Well, we all support slavery every day. Just a different type of slavery. Now, I'm not talking about chattel slavery. I'm not talking about bringing people over in boats. But that company, Foxconn, they had a factory. And I mentioned this before, but it, it requires me mentioning it again. They had a factory, or have a factory, I should say, where the working conditions were so poor, people were going up to the roof and committing suicide. So what did they do? They put up nets to prevent jumpers from hitting the ground and killing themselves. They didn't change the work practices. They didn't change the work conditions. They just tried to stop the deaths. Yet, we still, our American company, Apple, still purchase parts from them. American companies, other than just Apple, by the way, it's not just Apple, like they own Smart LTD. It, 
If you have a smartphone, yeah, it's probably had some hands in this company. They own a lot of stuff. But what do we know? What we know is that we want things cheaper. And some things you can know and you can ignore. So you can know that I said the information about Foxconn and them trying to prevent suicides. But is that going to affect anything that you do? Now, I'm not telling anyone to get rid of their smartphone and use uh, the old snail mail, just writing letters. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying knowing is powerful. But knowing is also something that we take for granted. We don't necessarily look into things. We, we hear about it and then we just assume we know it. But do we really? So that same company, Foxconn, they put up uh, nets to help people prevent or prevent people from committing suicide. That doesn't stop the attempts, mind you, because that was still happening. But what else, what else does that affect? Well, if you think about it, it affects a lot of things that we take for granted because we like cheap stuff. We like to get sales papers, although I don't know why, because the same information is on the store shelves, like price and everything, the ounces, the anyway, it's another whole other rant. We know that they are living in and working in horrible conditions. We know that we wouldn't like our own relatives or we wouldn't want to work in those conditions, yet we deal with it because of the price. Oh, that price thing. People want everyone to get better wages, but you're not willing to pay a higher price. Well, you should just be able to. Well, that's not how math works or economics works. Knowing is a burden. And once you know something and you absolutely cannot unknow it once you know it, you are responsible for what you know. Now, I mentioned in the first segment the people believe that 45 is coming back into power tomorrow, all that good stuff. They really feel that they know that. They misunderstood things as far as laws and misunderstood why the date changed for the inauguration. They misunderstood why 45 is out of office. Off of a lie, because that's what they were told. How many things do you know? And I'm asking this not just to pro to produce you or to produce uh, confusion in you. I'm not I'm not saying this to even evoke stress. I want you to think about it. What do you actually know? Because you can go down a list and then what you know really turns into, well, I heard this in a lot of times. Or you know, it's always been that way, so that's just the way it is. These are the building blocks of proper thought. These are the building blocks of being a better citizen, a better person. Because if you know better, yeah, you do better. But if you know better, you should also act better. You should also or are also responsible for communicating that knowledge. You don't let silliness carry on. You don't let silliness 
pervade around you. Now, this isn't to say don't joke, don't have a good time. No, 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 no. Not saying that. This is saying that you are 100% responsible for knowing and then making sure what's known is what's being said, what's being understood to be true. Now, people, there's a there's a lot of philosophy, a lot of writings on true, capital T, truth, or what is true. I'm not talking about that. This is just basic life stuff. If you are willing to consider yourself someone that knows something, then it is the case that you must make sure that it is known because if it is known, it is understood. It has already been investigated. It has already been not necessarily experienced, but it has been critiqued in such a manner that it can be verified. And I get it that our lives are kind of chaotic. It's a little bit busy because of, well, one, everything is opening up and people got the hustle and bustle. They don't necessarily have time to steal their minds to do this deep philosophical type thinking, but I hope that you can slow your thinking down just a little bit. And just think about it, just just pick one area of your life. What do you actually know? And if you are able to come to a conclusion of what you actually know, if you are able to prove it after you have interrogated yourself, after you have critiqued, critically thought about what you know, I think you'll find yourself maybe seeing that there's a lot more to learn. There's a lot more to take in. Life is very rich. There's a lot of things to be experienced. There's a lot of things that people can come to know. There's a lot of places to go, obviously experiences to have with interpersonal relationships. But one thing is also true with all of that. What you know helps you be who you are. And if you are not willing to examine what you know, well, who are you? (laughs) With that said, this has been the 39th episode of the Keys to Gems podcast. This is your host, Lono. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week.